0: Hey, or whatever, welcome to the Growing Gardenias podcast. This podcast was created to bring you candid conversations about mental health, mental wellness, healing, self help, and the other hard stuff we don't like to talk about. I'm your host, Niara Jasmine, and I want you to always remember that you are still growing and still learning daily, and you are lovely. Gardenia blessings to each of you. Let's get started. Hi, my gems, welcome back to another episode. Thank you for being patient with me. I went on a little vacay or whatever. But I'm back. So today I wanted to talk about therapy. How do you know it's time to get a therapist? How to find a therapist? What are some questions to ask? Different types of therapy, etc. 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 Right? So I've been realizing a lot of people have been hitting me up inquiring about therapy, just general questions like, hey, can you help me find a therapist? And I love that for y'all. So this episode is going to be just for anyone who's just curious about it, who's just maybe having doubts like, hmm, should I get a therapist? Like I want to know more about it or maybe just doesn't want to reach out to me, which is totally fine or just doesn't know where to start or whatever category you fall into regarding therapy and any questions or concerns. This is the episode for you. I wanted to talk about this specifically also because I was talking to someone the other day, having a conversation with them. And this person basically was like, you know, when I impact So backstory, I told the person, like, I think you should look into therapy. I feel like you have a lot of stuff that you need to unpack. Right. And the person was like, oh, when I unpack this to a therapist, what really gets resolved? You know, I can get advice, but that doesn't change anything. And I'll just have to conform to what they think is best and yada, yada, yada. Right. Which I do think is a common or are common misconceptions about therapy. Now, I personally don't agree, but some people do have unpleasant experiences in therapy and I want to hold that also because that does happen but everyone does kind of have their own beliefs and their own biases and I just wanted to explain like my opinion and just also my own experience with therapy and just hoping that I can shed some light about this and if anyone is thinking about it or is looking for one or whatever process you are in regards to therapy hopefully this gives you a little bit more insight so first things first and pretend that I'm shouting this right now You do not have to wait until everything is falling apart to seek therapy. Did y'all hear that? You don't have to wait until you're crumbling to seek therapy. I promise you, you don't. It's really common that that's when people decide to seek therapy. And I'm not going to lie. That is literally how I decided to get a therapist. Everything was just not going well. And I was crumbling. I was like, no, I need professional help before, like, God forbid, Something happens. I felt like I was doing a good job of managing things on my own and I was falling apart. You know, and it's good that I got help, but it's not good that I waited until things got really bad. And a lot of people do this. So if you've done this or you are doing this or if you're like, oh, I don't need a therapist. Nothing is wrong right now. I don't need a therapist. I'm fine. I promise it's OK to get one. Like you can get therapy when things are OK. <laughs> like you can get therapy for anything. You also like you don't need to be diagnosed or you don't need to have a disorder to seek support. You know, the same way you go to get a physical checkup, you don't only go to the doctor when you're sick. It's the same thing for mental health. You don't only have to go to, to a therapist or to a psychiatrist or to a counselor when you're sick in the head or when you're having struggles with your mental with your mental health or you're experiencing mental illness. That is not the only time you can seek support. So, again, if you're listening to this, this is a sign you don't have to wait till things are going bad. Okay. Okay. Another thing that I hear a lot, I was talking to somebody else one time and they were like, therapy is mad expensive. Now, don't get me wrong. Therapy can be very expensive, but there are also ways around that, you know, for example, insurance. But I do understand that some people who pay a copay with their insurance, like for example, my copay is $30. $30 could be a lot for some people a week and that's totally understandable, but it's also an investment. And it's really important to invest in yourself and in your mental health because it's so important. It's just as important as your physical health. There are also a lot of like free resources and people don't know about it. And honestly, I didn't know about a lot of these either until I started working at my job. There are also community centers that have free therapy. Um, And, you know, therapy, something that you want to start, that could also be something that you look into if it's too expensive for you right now. That's totally fine, too. And if you need help with that, also, like, don't be afraid to ask because, that's what growing gardenias is here for for the people or whatever so before i get into like just more detail i also want to highlight that it's okay if you don't get it right the first time like looking for a therapist can be really hard and really long (laughs) a really long tiring process and sometimes you just want to be like you know what forget it i don't need therapists i'll just figure my shit out by myself never mind I've also been there, but stick it out because the relationship you have with your therapist is really, really, really important. Like my first therapist was at a different point in my life when I was crumbling once again. And after maybe mm, five or six sessions, I was like, okay, this is not the person for me. It just didn't work out. Like I just felt like my first therapist was just really money hungry and just, I just felt like it was a waste of my time and also I've explained this before but she was white and I'm a black woman and I just didn't feel comfortable disclosing certain things. I would also have to spend some of my session explaining certain cultural things that someone who's black like my current therapist already understands that I don't have to explain because she's black and she understands our culture so when it didn't work out with my first therapist full transparency I stopped looking I was like you know what forget it I'll figure this out by myself like clearly therapy doesn't work but it's like How could I have even said that? But I did say it. Like, I remember saying, like, you know what? Fuck this. Like, therapy does not work. I'm not getting anything out of this. This is a waste of my time. And I stopped for a couple years. And within those couple of years, I'm not going to lie, I was suffering a little bit mentally. I was. And then it took kind of like another breakdown for me to find my current therapist. And at first, my current therapist did not have any availability for me. And she was the one I wanted. But because I wanted her, like we did our little consultation, which I'll explain a little later on. But we did our consultation. I was like, oh, my God, no, this is my therapist. I need this lady right now. And so I was like, you know what? I found my therapist somehow, some way this is going to work out. And so a couple weeks went by, I think like a month went by. I was trying to try my best to like pull myself together. Um, But I just checked back in with her and she just happened to have availability. And then we started working together. But just be aware that for a lot of people, this takes a really, 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 really long time. And that is okay. Like this is really an important relationship. So you should take your time. Like there's something called a therapeutic alliance, which is like basically how well you and your therapist mesh. And that's really important. If you don't have a therapeutic alliance established, things are not going to go well. So that's why it is important that you take your time finding a therapist, even though it could be really tedious and really annoying. It is worth it. I promise for example so just a sidebar the other day I saw something and I got really 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 mad and I wouldn't say it triggered me but it pissed me off right and so one of the things that I personally have been working on with my therapist is my like impulsivity and my reactions to things because when I get mad I just do very impulsive things, (laughs) like which is not good, but I'm working on it. So just as an example of how therapy has been helping me. So the other day, instead of me making an impulsive decision, like cursing someone out or like saying something that I don't really mean just because I feel hurt about something, which is a personal thing, has nothing to do with someone else. I stopped and I was like, okay, what would my therapist say to me right now? She would ask me, what is the root of this anger that I'm having? And I literally stopped and I did the process of how she would speak to me with myself. And I was like, oh my gosh, she'll be so proud of me. And our next session, I can't wait to tell her that I did this because she's going to be proud of me because it's like, usually I'm quick to react. I'm quick to be angry. I'm quick to do something on a whim just because I'm hurt or just because I'm angry. But the other day, which I'm like, this is growth. This is pro- um, progress because this therapy is working. You know, I was just like, okay, let me stop. Let me take a second. This is not about me. What is the bigger issue here? What is the root issue of how I'm feeling right now? And I was able to calm myself down, which in the past would have just been me like reacting in a not nice way to whoever my anger was targeted at. And so it was just like, oh, wow, look at that growth. Like I was super proud of myself. But anyways, that's just a story. Like it takes time. I've been working with this therapist for months and that's kind of like the first time in months that I was like oh shoot like I did this by myself like I took something that I learned in therapy that we have been working on that I've been struggling with and I actually like did it and it was just it was just a very nice moment so I just wanted to share that also like it takes time to make and see progress in therapy and that is also okay now, with that being said, let's get more into like the nitty gritty. So when you start the process of looking for a therapist, there are certain things to keep in mind. First, where are you going to look? So my favorite place to look is Psychology Today um, because you can filter it by your insurance, by the type of therapy that they do, by your zip code, by their um, now they just added by their race or the type of people that they normally see. Like you can just like really play around with it. The only thing is like, For me, my experience with psychology today is just very tedious, (laughs) like scrolling through the pages, clicking on people's bios to read it, looking at their pictures. It's a lot of work for me, but I did it because I found my therapist from psychology today. I think that's like number one. I always tell when people ask me, I'm like, okay, look at psychology today, see what they have. If you want to find a therapist and a good therapist, unfortunately, not to bust anyone's bubble, but you have to do the work and it does take work. But it's worth it. It really is worth it. So there's psychologies today. If you're black or a person of color, Therapy for Black Girls, it's um, a website. It's by a psychologist. Um, but the, the clinicians on that website are black or people of color. Um, so if you wanted to look over there. The only thing is with that one, you kind of have to do an extra step because like, I don't if my memory serves me correctly, I don't know if maybe they changed it. But when I went to look on it, like you couldn't really um, see what insurance they take. So you'd have to like go on the person's like personal website, which was just like an extra step. So if you don't mind doing the extra work, no problem. I think it's really helpful. I think it's a really good directory as well. Another one is therapyden.com. You can put in your zip code and they'll put in all the like the therapists in your area. You can just scroll through the list. And also being that most things are remote now. Like my therapist and I, our sessions are on Zoom. She's not doing in person, but she never did in person. That's just her style. Um, My previous therapist was um, pre-COVID and that was obviously in person. But since we are remote, you can put in different zip codes. Like, Let's say you live in Brooklyn, but you find a therapist in Staten Island or in Long Island that you like. You can work with them because it's remote and they're in New York. So the only thing is if you find a therapist out of state. So like one I was looking for a therapist, I found one in Connecticut and I was like, oh, this is remote. So no biggie, not a big deal. But there are like weird insurance policies about crossing state lines. Like it's also also ethics Um, So just find out from your insurance if you can do that. You probably can't. So whatever state you're in, I would just stick to that. Um, But different like boroughs in New York, different places in New York, you can you can um, find a therapist there because things are remote. So you found a therapist, you found a couple that you like, you narrowed it down to like five. How do you reach out to them? So they usually, depending on what website you're using, they usually have an option to either call their office, call them directly or email them. Personally, I have done both. I don't really have a preference, but like my last, well, my current therapist, when I was reaching out to her, I was going through it. So I was like, I don't have time to sit and wait around for like three, four days for an email response. So I just called her right up. It's whatever you feel comfortable with. If you feel comfortable with calling, call. Leave a voicemail if they don't answer. If you feel comfortable with emailing, email and wait for a response. Not a big deal. Most therapists, and you'll see this on their website or like on Psychology Today, whatever, they offer a free 15-minute phone consultation. And if they don't offer one, you can request one. So there are certain things you should just ask or you should at least have in your mind. First, do they take your insurance? if they don't take your insurance what are the out-of-network fees do they have a sliding scale what type of therapy do they practice is it cognitive behavioral therapy is it psychotherapy is it acceptance and commitment therapy is it dialectical behavior therapy there are also a lot of different approaches to therapy there's literally a list like a very long list um You can find it on Psychology Today and just read up about what the different types of therapies are and just see which one resonates with you. Me, personally, I am a very like controlling I'm working on that in therapy I like to be in control I like to have organization I like to have structure and so for me CBT cognitive behavioral therapy has been really helpful for me I learned about it when I was getting my master's and I was like oh wow I really like this because there's like homework and there's like steps to actually get you through whatever it is that you're going through now I am biased because that is the only form of therapy that I have personally experienced and also that I've learned about firsthand from someone who practices CBT I have not experienced DBT or um, any of the other forms of therapy, so I am a little bit biased. However, do your research, like just Google what the different types of therapy are geared towards more and see which would suit you the best. And then find people who do the type of therapy that you feel like you resonate with. And I'm sorry if I could hear a little noise in the background. I live in Brooklyn. They're kind of going a little crazy outside right now, so I apologize. But yeah, also, I just want to stress again that this process is a lot of work, but you have to do your research and you have to do your homework. Like nobody said it was easy to find a therapist. I've actually heard a lot of times it's hard and firsthand it is hard, but... If you need support, you need support. And this is the process. Like, you can get people to help you, but ultimately, you're the person who's going to be in therapy. So it's like somebody can find you a list of therapists, for example, do that hard work for you. But you still have to go through it and speak to them and see how you feel about them. So you really have to do the work. And if it takes you a long time, don't feel like you're doing something wrong because you're not. Like, it literally, my first therapist, it literally took me... Actually, I don't remember how long it took me to find her, but this therapist, the one that I currently have that I adore, it took me a couple of months to find her, literally a couple of months. And then I had to wait because she didn't have availability right away. So don't, don't feel bad. Just be patient with yourself. Be patient with this process. It is worth it. And like I said earlier, it's okay if you don't get it right the first time or the second time or the third time, what's most important is your mental health and you are prioritizing yourself by even taking the first step to seek support and to seek therapy so hold that you can also ask therapists that you're meeting with if they're open to other types of therapy so for example if you have someone who does um cbt or the acceptance and commitment therapy act you can ask them, hey, are you open to doing DBT? Are you open to doing other things? And some people are not, and that's fine. Then you know that's not the person for you. And if they are, cool. Or you can just find someone who does the form of therapy that you resonate with. Just look, look into it. Another thing to ask is, have they worked with your population before? You know, or whatever it is that you're looking for. So for example, for me, I really needed someone who had a lot of experience working with people who have um, sexual trauma. And who've experienced childhood sexual abuse and who've experienced sexual assault like that was a big thing for me. So during my consultation, I asked my current therapist, I'm like, how much experience do you have working with clients who have experienced childhood sexual abuse? How can you help me with this? I said, I've experienced depression, suicidal ideation. I have anxiety. How can you help me with this? What is your experience with this? And they don't take offense to you asking these types of questions because therapists also understand that the alliance is really important and it's really important to establish that. And you need to know if they have this experience. If not, why waste your time or your money? I also personally wanted someone who was older, like someone in their like 40s or 50s. So that was my criteria for myself. 'Cause there's a lot of young therapists and they're amazing. Like I'm not discrediting them at all, but me personally, I just wanted someone who was older who just been in the fields longer. Another thing to think about is what type of credentials do you want them to have? Like, do you want someone with a clinical social work degree? Do you want someone with a PhD? Do you want someone with a PsyD? Do you want someone with a licensed mental health counseling degree? Like, what kind of credentials do you want? I didn't really care too much about it. I cared more about experience because, like, yeah, your credentials are important, but that doesn't really speak to your experience because you could have a PhD or MD or whatever, and you could be a terrible person. So that wasn't a big thing for me um like my my therapist is a licensed clinical social worker um but what to me, what's the most important thing is your experience. Um, but what's most important to you is really what's important to you. So it might be something else. Like another thing for me is like I was very set in stone about having a black therapist. Like I did not waver. At one point, it must have been longer than two or three months. That I was looking for a therapist. I remember having a conversation with my mom. My mom's like, "This is stupid. You should just get another therapist." I even had someone I know be like, "You know, you're kind of holding yourself back because um, you only want a black therapist." and I'm not gonna lie, I was really pissed off. I basically was like, yo, shut the hell up, Because not to my mom, cause, no, not to my mom, to the person, because I was like, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, if I'm telling you I'm not gonna be comfortable with someone who's not black, then shut up. Like, if you're not gonna help me, get out of my way. Um, and so that's really how I felt, because it's like, I... As a black woman who is currently experiencing racial trauma and vicarious trauma and intergenerational trauma and trauma from my childhood, I need someone who looks like me, who understands. And people are going to. Well, maybe not, but just some of the people in my life are like, yo, you should just go with somebody else. Just like, you know, just go with whoever. Do not settle for the type of therapist that you get. Your therapist is really important because like, let's say you just settle, right? Let's say you're like, you know what? I've been looking for too long. Let me just take whoever is the first person that's available and then it doesn't work out. Then you're going to have to start the process all over again. You might as well put in the extra time and find someone who you really click with, who you really resonate with, who can really help you and you have to know what you want and what you're looking for in a therapist like me I didn't fold on what I wanted I didn't care what people said to me I did not care because even my own mom was like you this is ridiculous just get someone I'm like No, because I'm not wasting my time again. I've already experienced therapy with a non-black woman before, and I'm not doing that again. That's another thing. I did not want a man. Um, Nothing against men. Therapists, they're amazing. I just personally could not handle that. And so I was very set in stone about a black woman therapist. And I did not let anybody discourage me from that or try and sway me from that, even though they did. Um, So that's just like stand firm in what you want, because this is... Ultimately, your relationship with this person is not anyone else's. They're not going to be in session with you. It's going to be you and this person. So stand your ground. Like, don't let people talk you out of what you want. Be very firm about what you want. And that is okay to have um, standards for the type of therapist you want. You absolutely should have standards. And don't settle. I don't care who's in your ear like, oh, you should do this. You should do that. You should tell them to kiss your ass and mind their business. And you, you stick to what you want. And that's it. Another thing that you should ask is how often would you anticipate seeing me? Like, some therapists have like a 10 session thing, and sometimes that's not enough for people. I actually didn't ask this during my consultation because this is that was the last thing on my mind. Honestly, I was just like, I just need a therapist, I just need somebody to talk to before I lose my shit. But I think that is something that is important to ask like, what is the time frame gonna look like? What does a therapist think would be helpful just from hearing? Because during the consultation, you are explaining like basically why you're seeking therapy and i'm going to talk about that more later but but that is something that's important to ask so you could kind of know like what the timeline is going to look like you can also ask them what a typical session looks like you can ask them what their cancellation policy or no show policy looks like like my therapist her cancellation fee is like 75 dollars. if it's not i think within 48 hours of a cancellation something like that so that would be important to know just in case because life does happen but also you know it's this is their livelihood most of the time so you also want to respect that so that's something you can ask um also don't be afraid to ask these questions like legit don't be afraid to ask these questions because like I said earlier this relationship is really important so you have to make sure you're asking the right things you know and you'll know who's the right fit and who isn't like you really kind of have to trust your gut because remember these phone consultations are only like 15 minutes so it's like in those 15 minutes you have to see if you could potentially be working with this person or not so one time I remember when I was looking for my first therapist I called her um and I was also very in a um fragile state mentally and I remember I called this lady and this this was not the first one I had but this was one of the like potential people not a black woman um, but I called her and I was like, um, hi, you know, I'm interested in therapy with you. I saw you on psychology today. She's like, oh, you didn't call me at a good time, but um, I guess I can make some time. So right. Like, honestly, I'm not going to lie. I really wanted to do do and just like hang up on her. I was so mad because I was like, why would you say that to someone? And and I remember what made me even more mad is because I, that was one of the moments in my life where I was feeling like really suicidal. And so to hear someone say like, oh, I don't have time for you right now, it's like, And she didn't know that. So that's not her fault. But that's also why therapists should choose their words. But it's like, why would you say that to a potential client? Like, oh, you called me at a bad time. Even if they did, like, don't say something like that. So right off the rip, I was like, oh, no, this lady is not it. I don't even want to work with her anymore. So I literally, like... I cut her off in the middle of whatever she was saying. I was like, you know what? Thank you for your time. And I just hung up the phone because it's like, I'm not going to waste my time. And I had let her start telling me a little bit about herself. I was like, actually, I'm not going to waste your time. I know I don't want to work with you anymore. Thank you. Have a nice day. And that was it. Right off the rip, just from her saying that one thing, she rubbed me the wrong way. And I'm like, this is not going to be a good relationship from the get go. And then also with my current therapist, when we had our phone consultation, I want to say and I'm not even being dramatic within like 30 seconds I was like oh my god this is my therapist because I remember I called her and she all she asked me was hey what's going on and I just started crying I started crying but I felt so safe because one she was black two her voice was just like really soothing and just like what I needed in the moment and she was really attentive and it was only a consultation but right in that consultation within the first couple of seconds I was like okay this is my therapist and I can see myself working with her and she also reminded me of like an auntie like a black auntie so it was like I felt safe enough to cry over the phone like that other woman forget about it I didn't even want to tell her why I called her um but with, with my therapist right now I knew right away so it's like trust your gut you're gonna know who's for you and who's not for you and it is okay if the first person you choose isn't the right person that is completely okay as well you know even if you get the consultation, you think it's the right person, and then you start a session with them, and during the session you're like, mm, "Actually, mm, yeah, you're not it for me." That is okay, and don't feel bad about that because like I said this process is not easy, and it's really important that you do find someone who's a good match for you. Another thing you can ask them, I think is important to know is like, "How active are you in the session? Like, are you going to guide me or am I expected to lead?" Like, Figure out what's most helpful for you. So like my first therapist, she only listened, which to me was not helpful. But for some people, that might be helpful. Like I also need someone who's going to give me feedback and who's going to also guide me in a sense and, you know, actually provide me with like useful information, whether that's psychoeducation about certain things, you know. But you have to decide like what's most helpful for you um, and kind of like what would you prefer? Like that's up to you to decide. And if you've never like been in therapy before maybe that's just something to explore like maybe you just try out different people um and you just kind of see maybe not try out different people because if you got insurance you might have to pay a copay each time but maybe you know just ask them what their style is and you can kind of see what you might feel more comfortable with like I needed a mix of both and my therapist now is perfect Um, But you figure out what works best for you. So another thing is don't be afraid to share why you're seeking therapy, because during your consultation, they will ask. But if you're not feeling the person, also don't be afraid to let them know that you don't want to disclose certain things. Because like I've had during some consultations, because listen, it took me a while to find my therapist. So I went through my fair share of consultations. And I remember this one woman was asking me all these questions, like, really getting down deep in there, like, about my childhood and my father. And within the first two minutes, I didn't like the sound of her voice. I know that might sound, like, a little crazy to some people, but, like... Again, it's what works for you. And I'm like, if I don't like the way your voice sounds, how am I going to do therapy with you? Like, it doesn't make any sense. So within the first minute, I was like, oh, no. Like, she was really nice, but I was just like, no, you're not for me. Um, And I knew I didn't want her to be my therapist. And so she really began asking me very personal questions. And I remember saying, you know... I am considering other options for therapists so I don't really feel comfortable completely disclosing all of that information but I can kind of give you like a general overview and she was like okay I understand um like something like that like don't be afraid to kind of like set boundaries because they will ask um and you are not obligated to tell them everything like yes you're calling for therapy but if you know that the person is not for you then don't waste your time like you could do like how I did the the lady who I felt was rude. I just cut her off. I was like, actually, thank you for your help. <laughs> Goodbye. But, you know, if you don't want to do all that, you know, you want to hear what the person has to say. Cool. But if you know that this is not your person, don't disclose all your business unless you don't mind. But me personally, I just don't like telling people my business like that. So. Um, I didn't want to be sharing all this stuff and I knew I wasn't going to work with her so don't be afraid to like say no and to kind of set these boundaries it's okay and like I said before you're going to know in your gut who is a good match and who isn't and even if you get it wrong it's okay you can do it again like there is no thing that says oh once you work with one person you can't work with someone else there's nothing that says that at all anywhere so don't be like discouraged if it doesn't work the first time you can also share things that with the therapist during the consultation that you would like or wouldn't like too much like if you've been in therapy before you can share what worked and what didn't work and during a lot of my consultations that's kind of what they asked me like they always ask have you been in therapy before um what did you like why did you stop going what didn't work like they always ask you things like that so that could be something to think about if you haven't been in therapy before something to think about would just be um I think I mentioned this earlier too, like what would you like to see and what would you not like to see? So another important thing to just take note of is that if you are black or if you are a person of color and you're seeing a white therapist, do not, do not, do not be afraid to ask certain things. Like, for example, have you worked with black people before? Have you worked with people of color before? In what capacity? For how long? How much experience do you have working with this population? What makes you qualified to work with me or another person of color or a black person? How do you operate from a racial justice framework? What does that look like for you? What are your thoughts about white privilege? How have you experienced your own white privilege? How do you check your white privilege? How do you experience your white fragility? Like these are really important things to ask, especially, especially, especially in the time that we're in now because you have to know the type of white person you're working with if you decide to work with someone who is white. Like, unfortunately, that's just the reality of the world that we live in. You have to know who it is that you're working with. Like, you don't want to start therapy and then you have, like, some, you know, undercover racist or something. Like, you you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. Because there are therapists who take on clients just for the money, unfortunately. Like, I've seen that with some of my clients um, who've told me about their experiences with therapy before. So you really want to be very clear in the things that you're asking them because it's also about like your safety remember you're going to be sharing deep personal things with this person and so you want to be comfortable and i think the same thing also applies if you're like a part of the lgbtq community and you're working with someone who is not a part of the lgbtq community like for example i'm not a therapist but i'm a rape crisis counselor and so i remember i had a student who was part of the lgbtq community who was i think was struggling with like maybe maybe like coming out and like just had other aspects of like sexual abuse sexual assault and i was very transparent With my supervisor and I I told my supervisor I'm like I don't feel comfortable working with this student because I don't think I would be doing the student a service because I don't have experience working with this population I don't feel like I'm qualified to work with this population and I don't want to disservice the student in any way so I found an appropriate resource a more a better referral to actually help the student and it's like you if you are working with someone who's not a part of the lgbtq community if you are a part of it you have to ask the same question similarly if you're black working with someone who's not black you know have you ever worked with um someone in the lgbtq community before how much experience do you have do you understand issues that people in the lgbtq community face you know, what is your understanding of gender identities? How do you feel about this? You know, you got to ask these things. You have to know what you're getting yourself into because this relationship is really, really, really important. So I know I've been talking for a while. I hope this is really informative and just helpful for you guys. But okay, so now we're at the point. You found a therapist. You, you, you think you want to work with this person. How do you know if this person is a good match? So a couple of things to ask yourself. Do you feel safe talking to this person? Like with my first therapist, let me tell you. I was falling apart on the inside. I would go in that lady's office every week and I would not shed a tear. I would not, like you would have, it was like almost like, okay, what are you really here for? Because I was just like, I had this idea in my head. I'm like, this lady is white. She will not see me crying and breaking down. She will not see me vulnerable. So obviously that was not a safe space for me because I could not express myself. I couldn't but with my my current therapist who i felt safe with instantly from the moment she picked up the phone I started crying because I felt safe enough to do that so do you feel emotionally safe with this person does it seem like you can trust this person you know do you like the way this person carries themselves like that other lady I was like oh no I do not like you you're rude you don't have any manners do they seem knowledgeable do they seem like they know what they're talking about that is okay to evaluate (laughs) like if you have a therapist and you're like um do you really know how to be a therapist like obviously that person is not a good match for you you know you can also as simple as do you like them do you like their character do you like their temperament do you think you can get along with them you know because like i said this relationship is really 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 important you know do you enjoy um talking to them do you feel seen heard and understood do you like the questions that they're asking you You know, does a therapist seem empathetic? Like these are certain things that you should be asking yourself. Maybe you might not be able to feel all this out during a 15 minute consultation, but you can get a good idea of how you feel while you're talking to this person within the 15 minutes. Like, like I mentioned earlier, for the ones that were a no, I automatically knew they were a no from, from the first minute. I'm like, "Mm, no, definitely not absolutely not so like you will know and trust your gut please 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 trust your gut like i promise you your gut is not gonna steer you wrong like your gut knows what it feels and you're right about how you feel about someone so another thing is, and maybe I'll do a part two if you're actually, like when you're actually in therapy, like how to navigate it. But, you know, if your therapist offends you in any way, speak up. If you have any financial burdens and you really like someone, but you can't afford them, talk to them. You never know what options they'll have. Like there's some therapists have discounts for students. Um, some therapists like will make it work. Um, So don't be afraid to speak up like closed mouths. Don't get fed. I always say that so you know Stand up for yourself advocate for yourself Also, I feel like i've been talking for a long time So i'm just gonna wrap this up But just things to keep in mind that this is not an easy process and it does take time and that is okay If it takes a long time It's better that you take the time to find someone that you really work well with than just settle for anyone because if you settle for anyone it's just not gonna go well And you're just not gonna have a good experience with therapy And then also just another thing to keep in mind is you might feel worse before you feel better. Um, Like when I first started therapy, I was a hot ass mess. Um, And it took me a while before I wasn't a hot ass mess. Um, Like I'm just starting to get it together. So just be patient with yourself. Be patient with this process. It's a long time, but it's worth it. I promise you it's worth it. I really do feel like I've progressed so much just Mentally, emotionally just from being in therapy like don't get me wrong I have moments where I revert back to the person that I am trying to outgrow which is like my childish like angry self um but it's all a work in progress you know just be really patient with yourself be gentle with yourself and if you guys have any questions or any concerns or whatever you just want to talk please feel free to reach out to me either on growing gardenias or my personal account I'm totally open to having these conversations because I know it's hard um finding a therapist and I y'all know me I believe everybody should have a therapist I say this like every episode so if you're in the process of looking for a therapist good luck you got this don't settle it's okay if it takes a little bit of time just trust me it is worth it and we can always talk about this so i'm gonna wrap it up now i hope that this episode was really helpful for some of you um if you have any feedback criticism questions concerns please don't hesitate to reach out to me and i will talk to you guys next week in the newest episode thanks for listening gardenia blessings to each of you